a remote Polish village, Janina devotes the dark winter days to studying astrology, translating the poetry of William Blake, and taking care of the summer homes of wealthy Warsaw residents. Her reputation as a crank and a recluse is only amplified by her not-so-secret preference for the company of animals over humans. Then a neighbor, Bigfoot, turns up dead. Soon other bodies are discovered in increasingly strange circumstances. As suspicions mount, Yanina inserts herself into the investigation, certain that she knows who done it. If only anyone would pay her mind. to Treat Your Shelf, a book club podcast where each month we read a book and come together to discuss it. I'm Christina. I'm Emma. And I'm Hannah. And today we will be discussing Drive Your Plow Over the Bones of the Dead by Olga Tokarczuk. First, we're going to give you our non-spoiler review. Tell me, <laughs> Hannah, what did you think of this book? What? You're going first this week. What? I go first. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. This is going to be a fun one, friends. I did not care for this book. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just wasn't for me. Uh, I think I'm going to be saying that a lot because I do feel like there are people out there who would enjoy this book, that people might resonate with the arguments that are being made in this book, and I just didn't. I don't know, for me the pacing was off, (laughs) and I really enjoyed the first chapter and the last chapter, but everything in between was really boring for me. (laughs) And, which is funny because it is a more character-driven story, and I'm usually really fine with those. I don't need a lot of plot, but I just didn't really care for the main character, so I didn't really care for it. I think that the author and the main character have a very strong point of view about animals and hunting and poaching, and because I didn't really resonate with that point of view, I had a hard time with this book. I don't know. I... I feel like there were also parts where I was probably just being extra nitpicky because I wasn't enjoying it. Um, So there might be things that I say throughout our conversation that are just like extra nitpicky just for the sake of being nitpicky. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to give that disclaimer now. Uh, I I do think it got to a point where I was just like, and she said this? Just snowball. (laughs) Dare she. But but that might just be because I was not feeling it and not necessarily because it was as offensive as I thought it was. I do think that there were some moments and characters that I enjoyed, but they weren't enough to salvage the story for me. Mm. So yeah, uh, just ultimately it wasn't for me. I think it could be for someone, but it wasn't for me. I was bored and I didn't connect with it. I think if the dentist was the main character... I would have liked this story. Oh, gosh. Of course you like the dentist. (laughs) I loved the dentist. He was the best part. Oh, gosh. Emma, what did you think? Hannah Hannah just gave us this beautifully diplomatic review of this book that I know she didn't like. (laughs) You see, I have a confession. I didn't read the book. 
Oh my god. I read, <laughs> Emma. I read seven chapters, and I got to a point where I was like, I'm skimming so much of this book that there's no point in reading it. And since we established that we can just not read books sometimes, I'm not going to read the book. But I did read the Wikipedia description, and I'm like, yeah, this book definitely was not worth reading. <laughs> yeah. If you share the views of the narrator, you will love this book. However, I hate astrology, and I'm not super into animal rights. Like... <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> I mean, there's just no other way to say it, really. I mean, just not... I'm nowhere near as much as the author is, where this is her number one problem with the world. You know, maybe Poland is different, and... That is the biggest problem in their country, but, you know, it's not my number one concern. And I thought the main character was very unlikable, especially... Well, so the main character is very unlikable, and at first I thought that was the point, but you get... You eventually realize, oh wait, this is the author's voice, and you're supposed to like this character. And so when I got to that point in the book, I was like, I should stop reading this book, because... <laughs> I'm never going to agree with her or like her. She's she's just terrible. She's either she's just so. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's very. It, I'm wow. getting like Ayn Rand flashbacks where you know this is an author who wrote this book to tell her philosophy on things, and she wrote a character who's always in the right and has no faults and no consequences for her actions. And that just adds yes. to her unlikability and how she's always just preaching to people about her views and that her views are correct. And even if her views are correct, people are naturally, I guess, defiant or like contradictory where no matter what, mm. if you if you told me like, oh, you should be nicer to your sister or something like that, I'd be like, how dare you tell me how to live my life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> and it doesn't matter. People are always going to resist you blatantly telling them how to live their lives. So, and that's what this book right. was. So, so I hated it. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Ugh. So, Christina, wow. <laughs> what did you think? So, I. I liked it. Okay. Mm. So coming from a job, you know, working for the National Park Service where resource protection was like our main goal. This was, I don't know, an issue that spoke to me. Obviously, she was on such an extreme where I really did dislike her as well to a point. Like, I definitely could see her in some of the people that like I used to work with or like <laughs> mm. that I definitely knew mm -hmm. like I've known people that were definitely like her in my right. life you know yeah. and and I think that yeah the author definitely meant her to be like a hero to certain people who were like gonna pick up the book and like relate to this character and then, like, feel heard, you know? Yeah. Mm hmm And, like, for those, that minority of people, like, this book is going to be really great for them. 
And it's kind of cool that those people have, like, a voice in this book. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But still, like, it's kind of ridiculous. It is a ridiculous book. I really do love astrology. So I thought that her fun facts were, like, cool. But, I mean, half the time I didn't know what she was talking about when it came to, you know, like, oh, he's in the fifth sun or, you know, like, whatever. It's all fun. But, like, I don't know what she's talking about. I I was so convinced she was just making this stuff up. But then as I got further in, I was like, no, she knows about this stuff. Yeah, Yeah. right. But so I thought it was interesting. And I thought that the author probably has a tie-in with like all the Blake poetry as well like there's probably like a deeper meaning with all the poetry like and with the actual meaning of the book I don't know so I feel like I'd have to read all of his poetry and then come back to read the book to like (laughs) I don't know I've got my collection of poetry right here we can read some Blake (laughs) (laughs) I know I want to like read some Blake now but yeah, I really liked it. I really liked the side characters. I thought they were super fascinating. I loved all the little names that she gave them. Yeah, I was not a fan of her either, though. Yeah, that's my non-spoiler review. <laughs> well, now we're going to get into our spoiler-filled discussion. If you have not read Drive Your Plow Over the Bones of the Dead... Don't. <laughs> <laughs> And if you've not read that book yet and you do not want to be spoiled, pause this podcast, read the book, and then come back to listen to it. If you've already read the book or are fine with being spoiled, then keep listening. Okay. Yeah. So should we just get into it? When did you guys find out that she or realize that she was a murderer? <laughs> what? You want to talk about this now? Okay. when i read the wikipedia Um, summary that's when i found out (laughs) i mean i had my suspicions in the first chapter just because it's called now pay attention and then it's like you've got all of the clues now you already know all of the information and i was like well we've only got three characters here so oddball her and the dead guy so (laughs) what um but then oh my gosh But then on page 40, I wrote a note that said, the way to redeem this book would be for her to be the murderer, plus it would justify my dislike of her. (laughs) Oh my god. So page 40 was when I was really hoping for it. I wasn't invested enough to make predictions, but the problem with the book for me is that, so it's a murder mystery, or at least the description says it's a murder mystery, but the main character has no interest in solving the mystery so i was like what's the point of the book if these are just murders happening happening around her i'm just gonna stop reading and then oh wait she's the murderer that's why she didn't care yeah Mm. so for me like i didn't read the description of the book at all so i came in not knowing what the book was about at all so i was like oh they're just murders happening I didn't know that there were more that were going to be happening. And so I didn't know to expect them until Mm. like, of course, like once the second one happened, then I was like, okay, now everyone in the hunting party is probably going to die. But right. So I, I don't know. I wasn't suspicious of her, like not trying to solve it. 
I was just like, oh, she thinks it's the animals, which right now it looks like it is <laughs> based on the evidence, <laughs> like all the little hoof prints. Right. I don't know. I guess we should just go in chronological order. Instead of starting at the end. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Backtrack. Okay. Chapter one. Now pay attention. Bigfoot is dead. Okay, so I hadn't read the description either, so my first note was like, wait, this book is about Bigfoot? <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> and and that sounded cool. I was like, they this is just going to be the story of the murder mystery of Bigfoot. They've been living in the forest with Bigfoot and their friends, and now he's dead. Oh no, we need to solve this murder. No, that's not it at all. <laughs> okay, I was really hopeful of that too. I seriously was. I was like, please, please let it be Sasquatch. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then, I was so disappointed. Uh, and then she described her naming technique, and it was really sad. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Her naming technique kind of bothered me. I, I don't know. I get having nicknames for people, but I don't know. It just felt like she was detaching herself from everybody around her and like othering them. Like, I know this is your name, but this is how I'm going to call you. Yeah. So I actually have a note on that. So my friend who read this book, so my friend thinks she has a touch of dissociative identity disorder. There's like also a passage where she refers to herself by many different names. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that could be part of it. And like also identifying more with animals and humans Mm. not calling people by their real names okay so that could be part of it too Mm -hmm. i don't know that is fair but that could be reading into it as well so so when i said that she she was instantly unlikable the first thing they do is that they mess with the dead body yes Yes. oddball yanina our main character her and oddball her neighbor who she calls Oddball. Um, his name is something mm-hmm. crazy Polish where she's like, I don't even think that's a real name. <laughs> uh, yes. But so they, they're, well, it's Oddball's idea. He's like, we need to dress the body. And she's like, I don't know if we should mm-hmm. do that, but okay. And I'm like, they mess with a dead body. That's just dumb. I hate this book. Well, that's also why, no, that's why I was instantly suspicious of both of them, because I was like, they're messing with the crime scene. Clearly one of them murdered this man. I don't know why Oddball would, like, go to his neighbor and be like, hey, help me cover this up, but maybe they have that kind of relationship. I don't know. Okay, backtrack, though, or I guess forward track. (laughs) This one... This dead body, though, is actually an accident. Yeah. This is just a regular dead body. So they're just being stupid here. Well, yeah, and being stupid. And I mean, she clearly states how much she hated Bigfoot. Like, right from the beginning, she's talking Mm -hmm. about how she did not care for him and now he's dead. I don't know why she's putting any effort in to help Oddball give him some kind of, I don't know... Decency. Decency in his his death, because... What, he was, like, in his underwear eating deer meat? (laughs) Yeah, a deer that he poached. Okay. Like, he didn't even legally hunt it. 
though I don't know they went back and forth yeah. between using using the word hunting I and poaching so it was very unclear according to her like everything is poaching mm-hmm. and so it was very confusing yeah because she says that later in the book that poaching and hunting are the same thing in her mind and and so I was really confused at first because she would flip back and forth between saying oh he was hunting oh he was poaching and so I wasn't clear because if he was just hunting like I don't hunt and I don't want to hunt and I know that's kind of like I still eat meat I don't know I have all of my own issues with like eating meat that I need to dive further into I know that but in my mind there is a difference between hunting and poaching especially if you're going to eat and use what it is you hunt and he was he was eating what he had gotten so I, think I was I was it would confused. only be poaching if it was outside of the hunting season. Mm. So it definitely could just be like her opinion, but I know like a couple times like the boar that was like murdered was outside of the mm. hunting season for boar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that one was. So, but I don't know about that particular deer that was killed cuz I know she accused Bigfoot of poaching in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But if you live up in a valley your whole life and you're just like hunting to survive, yeah, I could see you like hunting outside of the season mm-hmm. for that animal probably. Yeah. And yeah. probably not caring about it. And then your nosy neighbor probably caring about it if that's mm-hmm. something that they care about. <laughs> and they do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they do. But yeah, they, they get him all dressed up and then our main character decides that she wants to go snooping around so she can find his birthday so that she can uh do his horoscope or or whatever which sure fine why not it does i mean they kept talking about how like you know they couldn't call the police because like the phone service was so sketchy and sometimes they like it wouldn't even go to like the right spot so like that's why they hadn't necessarily called the police yet also just to tamper with the scene i don't know i still don't know why they made that choice but yeah so then she goes looking for uh his birth date finds it and also finds a stack of photographs which is what we were supposed to pay attention to and i didn't because i didn't write it down (laughs) but when i read read the wikipedia description i was like oh yeah that was a thing it did seem like something i was supposed to pay attention to but i didn't yeah but yeah so we find out that he choked on a bone from the deer that he was eating and that's how he died i don't know i was still at this point i was still suspicious i was like it's murder it has to be murder oh, yeah. why I else with this book with them <laughs> touching the body i was like i was sure it was one of them i mean oddball his name is oddball like mm-hmm. he, that's so suspicious <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, did, I did not think it was murder because i was like oh they took the bone out at the end Although, part, well, cause, well, so she, she did, they, they see a bunch of deer when they go to Bigfoot's house. And then later mm-hmm. when she's like, oh, the deer are killing people. I'm like, well, this is a book Christina picked. So that's a possibility. That's a very Lanny thing to, to happen. I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, honestly, 
I didn't think it was out of the realm of possibility. I was like, yeah, a gang of deer could come and kill these people mm-hmm. in a book that I would pick. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I feel like it's almost hypocritical of me, but I feel like if it were the deer that were doing the murder instead of her, I would be infinitely more okay me with too. this book than with it just being her, like, doing it for the deer, if that makes sense. I know it's hypocritical, but I don't know. I feel like I would have, if it was the animals actually doing the murder, I think I would have enjoyed that more. Because it's more, like, whimsical, and, like, the animals are actually taking action for themselves. Yeah. You know? And, like... Yeah. She's not... And then it's like, oh, she's not crazy. Like, like yeah, she got it right. But, yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I thought that would have been really cool. And I can't remember if this happens in the first chapter, but she takes, like, the deer head and some of, like, the bones and, like, just the leftover yeah. pieces and sticks it in a bag and takes it yes. with her. Yeah, some of the um, deer hooves. Yeah. And then, yeah, they're... Then they, they call the police, but then they have to wait around a while for for the police to get there. So they're just, like having a drink at oddball's house oh yeah and then oddball's like we shouldn't have moved the body and i'm like i hate you oddball it was your idea oh my god God. terrible book Uh, (laughs) then these random guys come over and then force yanina to host a vigil for bigfoot but yeah before that with chapter two i Again, I don't know. Chapter two is where I already started to lose interest, (laughs) which is so quick. And I know that's so sad, but I I wrote on page 23. My note was that I'm 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 getting a bit bored. I'm not sure. (laughs) Like, like, because we're just getting I don't know. We're we're getting backstory, I guess, on Bigfoot and how. He did not treat his dog well and how Yanina took how she took in the dog for a little bit, but the dog went back to him. And then also, I just did not care for the title of chapter two, which was testosterone autism. Oh, and again, I don't know. I thought it was interesting because it was like describing uh, men when they get old. I feel like that is not fair to autistic people or people with autism. I yeah, I that's I didn't because yeah, they're just I don't know. I because the exact quote was: "With age, many men come down with testosterone autism, the symptoms of which are a gradual decline in social intelligence and capacity for interpersonal communication, as well as a reduced ability to formulate thoughts." And I just didn't. I don't know. I didn't like the comparison of just like all men equal autistic because they have testosterone i don't know again i could have been too nitpicky there i just didn't really care for that but that's not for me to decide i guess (laughs) so yeah it's for me to decide it was bad (laughs) fair but yeah so then chapter three is when the uh, lumberjacks like force her to lead the song and their reasoning is because you're a woman and she's just like I didn't know what my gender had to do with singing, but I wasn't going to rebel against tradition at a time like this. And I was like, you hated this man. (laughs) Yes. These people are being incredibly sexist towards you. And you're like, well, gotta sing anyway. (laughs) I was like, this makes no sense. And she doesn't 
hesitate to rebel any other time and go on yes! a rant. Yeah, later she, like, accosts them while they're hunting. But right now she's like, mm, okay. So I don't know. It just made no sense to me. I don't know. I guess <laughs> pick your battles. But yeah, the police finally come and one of the te- detectives is Oddball's son. Um, who was coat. not happy. <laughs> who was not happy with how they moved about the body and tampered with the crime scene. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, correct. I was like, yes, it is super suspicious. And then Black Code basically threatens to prosecute (laughs) his father and Nina. (laughs) So for chapter four, it's called 999 Deaths. And nothing happens. We we get a lot about astrology and horoscopes and how she's trying to calculate people's death dates. And I think this is also the chapter where we learn about her job of going around and maintaining other people's houses when they leave for the winter. Also learn about her ailment, mm-hmm. which sounds a lot like MS, mm. but... We don't really ever find out what it is. There is a cute moment where uh, she talks about how she loves crossing borders just because, like, they're so close to the border. So it's just one of those things where you can just easily, like, step back and forth. I thought that was a little cute. And then we turn it right around and the people whose houses she's checking up on, there are just animals that are, like, moving into the houses. And she's like, it's fine. Yes. (laughs) Let the bats stay there. (laughs) I'm like, you're doing a terrible job. I know you love the animals. I know you do. But these people are expecting you to watch their houses. Oh, my God. (sighs) Oh, this is also the chapter where we learn about her graveyard for animals. Just any dead animal that she comes across, she'll gather and stick in her graveyard Mm -hmm. she also first mentions dizzy in this chapter as well Mm. and i'm like who's dizzy but we immediately find out in the next (laughs) chapter we find out next chapter (laughs) a visit from dizzy But yeah, this is where she accosts all yeah, of those so, hunters. Yeah, we, we yes. find out how, how much she really cares about animals. The, the lumberjack slash hunters are hunting. And she's like, I'm going to call the cops, even though there's a cop there who's hunting with them. And, mm-hmm. and then I wrote, is it illegal to hunt or is she just forcing her beliefs on them? Don't know. <laughs> Who knows? It's not illegal to hunt. Yeah, it's unclear whether it's poaching or hunting or a bit of both. Um, I'm pretty sure this one was hunting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she just didn't want them to hunt. Yeah, that that was (laughs) solely that. But whatever. Dizzy comes over. Yeah, so Dizzy is a former student. So she teaches like third grade at the local school. And they recently reconnected when he moved back to the area. And he's working on translating Blake's work. Um, so he comes by once a week. Uh, and Yanita, Yanina is kind of helping him. She actually kind of hates translating. Yeah. <laughs> so she's not really much of a help. She's more of just like a companion, yeah. I guess. Because he seems like he's super lonely. Yeah. But he also works for the police uh, office. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's works on like some sort of computer program yeah there and then this is the chapter where she her ailments are acting up so of course she visits a dermatologist named dr ellie (laughs) but yeah and she's got bruises all over her arms and i was like aha murderer (laughs) 
bruises on her arms she is a murderer but also why are you going to the dermatologist instead of like a general practitioner or something i don't know a family doctor she I, says something like oh he's I don't the know. best doctor i know or something whatever they find another body yeah okay so first of all dizzy like couldn't drive all the way up to her house so he had to like park on at the pass at the mountain pass and walk in in the rain so at the end of the night, she's like, hey, you should just sleep here on my couch. And he's like, no, I have to like get to work early in the morning. So I have to walk back to my car in the dark and like alone. And she's like, mm-hmm. OK, no, I'm going to walk with you at least part of the way. And then he notices some strange lights and mm-hmm. he wants to go investigate the weird light. And I'm like, oh, my God, don't investigate weird lights in the middle of the night in the rain. (laughs) Okay, so from the way that I was reading, I thought it was in the middle of the woods. So I was like, definitely don't go there. But after I found out that it was on the road, I was like, okay, whatever. Oh, and all the while, this is while the weird, strange, like warm winds are blowing, you know, like the seasonal warm winds. And she was Mm -hmm. like having a strange feeling from them. So I was like, oh, this is so ominous. Like something bad is going to happen. And I thought like Dizzy was going to get so murdered. But. (laughs) By her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, at this point, I didn't suspect her as being the murderer. I don't know. I just thought Dizzy was going to get murdered. But I didn't know by who. I guess. I didn't suspect animals at this point either. But anyway. She sure does. (laughs) I know, right? But anyways, it was the commandant's car. Mm -hmm. So the commandant is like the head police chief dude. And his car doors are open. His lights are on. And they can see like deer hoofs all around. There appears to be some sort of like struggle. And so they follow the footprints and they find him dead face down in a well. Yes. And as they're coming up, she has the thought, or she prayed that he was not alive. Huh. And I was just like, hmm, okay, cool. And then she's also like, it's the animals taking revenge on people. And we all roll yep. our eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, and this is also the first chapter where we get our first mention of animals being tried in court for crimes, which is a fun rabbit hole. I enjoyed that rabbit hole because I think most of the examples are actually true. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. Did you actually look up any of the examples? I looked up the rat one for sure because they mentioned <laughs> that I a lot. And I told Hannah it was a drunk history episode. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> was <Yeah>. it really? <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, I need to watch that later. <laughs> That's amazing. And this is when Yanina really starts pushing her crazy animal theory on everyone. Mm-hmm. So first she pushes it on Dizzy and then Oddball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we find out that the Commandant was a dirty cop working for the Mafia. Yeah, we start getting a lot of Mafia talk <laughs> and, and gossip about that. <laughs> Which is like an unexpected element, really. Mm. Yeah, like the, the postman comes yeah. over and is like, hey, did you know all this? Mm-hmm. Also, you have to come and participate in this investigation. <laughs> yeah, right. So she really does start to fly off the handle. Basically, the next two chapters are her flying off the handle. <laughs> uh, Trivia and Banality is chapter six. And then chapter seven, A Speech to a Poodle. Literally, she mm-hmm. has a super long, drawn-out speech in, in the police office where she rants about 
animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. And this is after she comes upon a poached boar. Yes. Yeah. And she wants to file like a wrongful death suit, basically, for this mm-hmm. for this boar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the only man that's listening is this man with a poodle. Mm-hmm. And it's funny him saying like, you know, you're right, ma'am. You're absolutely right. Like, actually, does get her to like deescalate is like a real de- deescalation technique. Mm, Just like true. showing empathy. You know, it's all that people need to hear sometimes, you know, and it's like, maybe if that's what the officers did, then maybe she would have de-escalated right away and stopped right. the murders then, you know. True. <laughs> okay, also, this is kind of jumping around, but the book does jump around a lot. This is mm-hmm. the next note that I have. But what's up with the dream she keeps having with her mother and now her grandmother, yeah, like, avoiding her, her gaze? ghost mom comes oh, to yeah, visit. Oh, yeah, the dead people in the basement or whatever. Yeah, in the boiler <laughs> the room. Boiler room. I don't know. It's not in the Wikipedia article, so it's obviously not important. I don't know. I, I was like, are we going to find out she murdered other people, too? <laughs> no, because no, that, but... would, that would take away from the point of the book, which is... That would take away from it. That'd be the book that I would write, where it's just like, no, she's just a cold-blooded murderer. I was not sure why they were they were showing up. Or do you think that they were just avoiding her gaze this whole time because she was like a murderer? Maybe. It's hard to tell. Maybe because it really seems like she has no consequences for her actions. But I suppose being haunted by ghosts could be a consequence. Hmm. Like, rejected by her mother and grandmother in the afterlife. Right. Mm. But anyway, the important thing about this chapter... So, she's complaining about the hunting and things. And the police mentions... They're like, well, we've had complaints about your dogs. And she's like, I don't have dogs anymore. It's like, whoa. What's that all about? We'll find out later. Oh, yeah. Whom she refers to as her little girls... Okay, and for the longest time, because she refers to the deer as young ladies, <laughs> so I was conflating the two in my head. Like, yeah. I, was, I I kept combining the two terms. And so anytime she talked about the uh, her little girls, I thought she was still talking about the deer. It took way too long for me to realize that they were two different... That That's just me and my brain not reading things properly. Um <laughs> Where I I confused the two. No, I honestly didn't know who her little girls were until like the last two chapters of the book. Yeah. I think chapter seven is also when she mentions that the reason she's collecting all of the animal bones is so that they can be cloned one day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I that's, forgot that's, about that. Sure. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I, I don't like calling people crazy, but that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool if that were a thing. All right, that's all <laughs> the book I read, so. So let's let's skip to the end. <laughs> no. Chapter eight is a chapter filled with astrology again. Um, yeah. And more, more talk about... <laughs> I think about I started reading it. I was like, time to More end. talk about the mafia and then talk about a guy who let foxes go and is who is missing and his foxes are just roman free now okay so i did write dizzy fidgeted in his chair (laughs) 
Because <laughs> the whole chapter is her trying to convince Dizzy that astrology is like valid yeah. and Dizzy being like, nah, I don't think yeah. so. Well, and then as she's doing it, and again, I could just have been way too nitpicky about this line, but this line stuck out to me where in her speech about um, horoscopes and everything, she says, I think we all feel great ambivalence at the sight of our own horoscope. And then skips ahead a bit and says, it's a form of imprisonment in space, like a tattooed prison number. And I was like, huh, <laughs> that's a bit of a strong image to send about a horoscope. And here's the thing, I'm I'm not at Emma's level of being completely against and annoyed by horoscopes. Yeah, I'm not ambivalent. I know how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm a Libra. I believe that that fits me perfectly, <laughs> but I don't go much further than that. I don't know. It was a very strong image to send about a horoscope being in comparison to a tattooed prison well, number. Doesn't she I also say in the book, she's like, Auschwitz, people live there and don't think about how <laughs> the yeah. things that have happened there. So <laughs> she's just throwing all sorts of things out there. Yeah. Yeah. And then another quotation I have is about the weapon. We learn the weapon that must have been used to kill the commandant had traces of animal blood on it. Dun, dun, dun. Mm, mm, mm. So what was the weapon at the time that had killed the commandant okay. that they had? I'm so confused because at the end, <laughs> I really thought that it was going to be like the trotters because they kept talking about... Like, the deer, like, they're, right, they're, like, hooves or whatever. Yeah. They kept talking about that, so I was like, she took one, and she's just bonking people on the head with it. And <laughs> with that's what it is. With a little thin little hoof, like, That's what I had in my head. Okay, I'm realizing now that I'm picturing deer hooves very, very wrong. <laughs> they're, like, like, so thin and tiny. <laughs> I realize that now. In my head, they were a lot bigger. Um, <laughs> but no, wasn't she just, like, swinging the bag that she stuck the deer head in? Yeah, it's, like, filled with ice. It doesn't have the deer head in it. Yeah, I wasn't sure if, like, one of the murders had the deer head in it, and then the rest were just ice. I don't know. But yeah, it was the bag that at one time had the deer head. Yeah, it's just a plastic bag. Has ice. With ice. <laughs> Okay. Chapter nine, your favorite chapter. My favorite chapter, the best chapter, because we meet the best character, okay. the dentist. I was like, <laughs> this is definitely like 2000 something. Why is there a dentist doing procedures in the mental in the middle of like town square in the open this dentist working outside just made me think that he was like living in the wild west you know has his chair set up so that everybody can like see and enjoy like the teeth pulling because i'm pretty sure that's a thing that they okay. used to do in the wild west i don't know <laughs> he was an alcoholic numbing people with alcohol yeah he got everybody in line drunk just pulling teeth in the town square like, yes, he was a nut. So okay, Emma. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't was... actually have his license. <laughs> yeah, he had his license revoked. Emma, he was the only other person that believed Yanina's theories. <laughs> he believed it. <laughs> he was so for it. And so Hannah's waiting for the team up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I loved it so much. I loved it so much. 
And don't you, I'm pretty sure, I feel like I heard on a Sawbones episode about dentistry that, you know, teeth pulling used to be done, like, to an okay, audience. <laughs> like, uh, I'm thinking back on all the portrayals I've seen of Doc Holliday. I'm like, he's always in a building. Okay, well, because he, he's a uh, very important. Because <laughs> he was a real dentist who had his license. <laughs> dentist. <laughs> but you've got the <laughs> the dentist. Because no, because no, because they could do it really fast. Oh, okay. No, that's it. That's it. They used to put on, like, because they you would see how oh, fast like all right, dentist competitions. Because there would be ones that could pull it really, really fast. Oh my okay. god. <laughs> this was not that a competition. Was definitely a thing. He was just doing outside because the daylight in the middle of the day was the best to like yeah. see the teeth. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Whatever. He had business. People were coming to him to get their teeth pulled. How many people need I don't teeth know. pulled? He was the kind of kooky character that I wanted. <laughs> oh. He was the best. Uh, I don't have anything else for chapter 10 except, I, or sorry, chapter 9, that I liked the dentist. That was it. <laughs> oh, and that we learned that she let her dogs roam around. Yeah, of course. She let them roam around off leash. That's why they're dead. Anyways, okay. So tap, chapter 10, Cuckoo Juice Hematodes is what I'm going to call it. Me? What? Because mm-hmm. that's what it's called. Cuckoo it, Juice yeah. Hematodes. Oh my it's God, like there's a kind spider of... on my desk. Oh. <gasps> This is the scariest thing that's ever happened to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No! I just murdered it. I'm going to leave that in the podcast because it goes against the message of the book. (laughs) The author would be disappointed in you. Don't tell Yanina. She would murder me. She would cover me in spider eggs. Oh, ew, no. (laughs) No, okay. the pheromones to get the <laughs> spiders uh, to all come to you. That was the grossest death. Ugh. Okay. But yeah, chapter 10, we meet an entomologist. <laughs> yes. Okay. And he's super weird, which tracks for entomologists. <laughs> and his name is Boris Schneider. Weird forest man is what I wrote. <laughs> Who just ends up staying with her. <laughs> yeah, okay. I said Yanina was really quick to change her mind about him. So yes, he goes from like this weird guy that she sees in the forest who like kind of seems like a hunter, possibly. Uh-huh. Like he's kind of like, I don't know. It seems like he's scoping her out or like... Mm. Yeah, isn't he just, like, standing outside her house, like, staring at it for a while? Like, (laughs) he's in the forest, he stares at her, like, I don't know, he's super creepy. And then one day she just kind of, like, invites him over and is like, hey, what's up? Do you need something to drink or eat? And he's like, can I use your bathroom? (laughs) And then she's like... Do you want to stay the night? <laughs> I don't know. Like, do you need a warm yeah, place he, to sleep? Like, and then he stays there for a while. Yeah. I, and they, like, fall in love. I don't even know what's going on. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is this the author's, like, know. fan fiction of um, herself? Like, oh, I wish I knew a sexy entomologist and we fell in love after he asked to use my bathroom. I don't know. Well, I don't Maybe. know. Like he takes her to the forest and teaches her about these 
So cuckoo juice hematose is the Latin name for the flat-barked beetle. So he's an entomologist that's trying to save the flat-barked beetle. I don't know if it's endangered at all, but every time they like cut down wood and take it to the processing plant, they're killing like the larva and the eggs of this beetle because they mm. like the larva in the logs. Okay. And so this is a this is a cause that really speaks to yeah. her. Even though she's never thought about insects before or this beetle, she's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can get behind this cause. This is right up my alley. It would be weird yeah. if she's like, um, you're crazy. That's that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> like, ew, gross insects. <laughs> I don't protect yeah. those. <laughs> Yeah, so he, like, keeps making excuses to, like, stay longer. Mm-hmm. Like, his grad students or whatever, their van keeps breaking they're, down. Yeah, they're <laughs> on their way, but their van keeps breaking down. It's, like, super strange. Yeah. <laughs> this is also the chapter where she goes to speak with somebody called the Grey Lady, and they talk about writing memoirs writing her memoirs and at one point during their conversation she says the line and does evil always have to be punished at the end yes and i was like aha (laughs) i was like what does the gray lady say to that she says i don't care about that i'm not concerned with punishment i just like to write about frightening things maybe because i'm so fearful myself it does me good so yeah at this point i was like hmm there's not gonna be any kind of punishment is there there's not gonna be any kind of gosh see i wasn't like suspecting her at all so i wasn't even like paying attention to <laughs> i that. guess that is a bit of an admission that she's evil just yeah. the, the slightest I... bit right like does the author mm. want us to think that this character is evil it's so hard to tell because this character really seems like the author. Mm-hmm. But like, why would the author want us to think that someone who... It's like she's painting her as... Like, does the author want us to see her as valiant or as evil? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, she's got a friend staying over now. And then the next chapter, we open up with her letter to the police. And I enjoyed her letters to the police. <laughs> yeah. They were funny. Also, but I was so confused because she cares about the animals so much, but she's snitching on them. She's telling the police, hey, the deer did it. And I'm like, what do you think the retribution will be if the deer actually did do it? They're going to all be killed. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then she's giving them all these examples of times in the past where animals have been tried and executed. I'm like, does she want the deer to be tried and executed? Like, what is happening right now? It made no sense to me. And then I was like, like, this is so counterintuitive. And then she has like one sentence at the end where she's like, okay, of course I don't want this to happen. Of course. But then I'm like, okay, but you just wrote a whole letter where basically you're advocating mm-hmm. for this to happen. Yes. And I, I will say she does. She ends her letter talking about horoscopes again and is like, you know, refer to your police astrologer. And I was like, Okay, hold up. I need, like, a half-hour comedy show of, like, a private investigator who solves all of the murders through astrology. I don't. 
I need that. <laughs> or just like add a police astrologer to Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, something. And everyone I... <laughs> just takes it really seriously. Just like, oh my god, we need to consult the police astrologer. <laughs> Yeah, yes, actually, I think that would work really well in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, but... right. <laughs> but yeah, and I guess the only other thing in this chapter is she has sex with the entomologist. Um... Yeah, okay. So, okay. <laughs> but also, the night that they have with Oddball, Oddball, like, where he comes over, and they have just, like, a really lovely night. They have, like, a lovely picnic. But it's fun for only a second. I nerds body is found okay okay yes but before we get into that so she says i nerd i don't even know if i'm saying that's right inner i don't know how you say Innerd, his name i nerd the person said, with the foxes yeah so she said his name is perfectly suited to him i don't know what that means because i don't know what a nerd or i nerd means <sighs> I don't know. I should have looked up. I looked up what her name meant when she was being all like she didn't care for her name. And Yanina is like, God is gracious. I at least I, I think the book says that. Maybe the book told me that. Did the book tell me that? I was like all proud of myself. Like, look at you looking things up. No. The only thing I could think of, I was like, was he, is he a nerd? Is that what it is? <laughs> He's not. Or I don't know. Maybe he no. is. He's the one with like mistresses or he has like the one mistress and nobody had seen from him for a bit. And they all just assumed he had like run off with the mistress. Yeah. But he hadn't. He's not a nerd. He's a big vulture who skins foxes for their fur. Yeah. And works for the mafia. Yeah. Yeah, again, connecting that mafia. <laughs> Who knew about the Polish mafia? <laughs> you know, right? Okay, so Inerid's body has been found. Of course, I totally always knew that he was killed by foxes. Everyone knew. Okay, but he wasn't killed by foxes. He wasn't. So Yanina and Dizzy, I believe, go to the site. There's a crowd and there's a woman who's gossiping. And when she's gossiping, she's telling, so she's spreading rumors that the dentist has started. And so the dentist is now spreading the rumor that animals are taking yeah. their revenge. <laughs> and I love that the dentist is now the one that's spreading the rumors that's gone to the townspeople that has now come back to Yanina. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best. He is the best. I was like, oh my god, how is the dentist like on mm -hmm. Yanina's side right now? Oh yeah, it's because he's a town drunk. <laughs> yep, he is the best. But her and Burroughs go back to the site of his death that night because Burroughs wants to collect some bugs and see what bugs are at the okay. site of his death death this is a fun date night <laughs> yeah it's a fun date night they go back that night and then i guess close thereafter burroughs leaves and i was actually really sad when burroughs left i didn't really care <laughs> what i like him i don't know i thought he was weird and interesting he's not the <laughs> dentist <laughs> well that's all i had from that chapter but i was i don't know i was sad when he left i thought that he was weird and interesting, and mm. I liked that she had a buddy to go on adventures with. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I do feel like it was good for her to have somebody. I mean, it didn't stop her from murdering anyone. It did not. <laughs> but who knows? I it mean, I guess she could have not. murdered Innard before Boros arrived. I think so. Probably. I, because I think they mentioned him going missing in a part that I still read. So. Yeah. Yeah. So the next chapter, like, so she's invited to a mushroom pickers meeting uh, by Oddball. I was like, this is going to be great. I'm excited about this. It was just, eh. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I was excited. Well, she goes into the meeting, like pretty pessimistic about it. She's like, mushroom pickers are boring and stuff like mm-hmm. that, which is, but I'm interested. Kind of sucks. I don't know why. Well, like, you would think that she would find some camaraderie with mushroom pickers. Yeah. You know, like, how does she find in any like protein you think? Like, I don't know if mushrooms have protein, but you know, you you think she would forage for mushrooms as part of like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. The only other notes I have for this chapter is uh, she does some more idealizing of the Czech Republic, which she does a lot. Mm. Um, I don't really understand, I guess, historically what's going on in Poland at this time, but it does seem like the grass is definitely greener on the Czech Republic side of the hill. (laughs) Right. She's always saying, like, the language isn't suited to quarreling. Like, oh, like, nothing ever Mm. bad happens in the Czech Republic. Like, their language doesn't even support fighting. Like, kind of strange. Um, And then she talks, I guess she sends another letter to uh, the police in this chapter. uh, Because she talks more about putting animals on trial for things. Yeah, this is where we get all of the court cases. Yeah. <laughs> again, I'm like, what are you doing? You want them, you want to protect them. This is going to harm them. Yeah. This makes no sense. <laughs> um, and, and when she's trying to use the court cases of animals in the past to, I guess, prove that the animals are responsible today, and she says something like, or I wrote the quotation down. She says, they demonstrate that similar thinking has occurred in European jurisdiction before and that they can be taken as precedent. And I'm like, hmm, no, this feels like the fallacy of ancient wisdom where you feel like just because an idea has been around forever means that it's right. And <laughs> that's not the case because people tried animals in the past it does not mean that's... that's proving of their guilt now right and why do you want to prove their guilt (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) it makes no sense um and then also in this chapter i forget who it is either i think it might be oddball um who notices in her car how she has all of these random tools and my note i wrote was murder (laughs) instruments (laughs) But are they? Uh, <laughs> yes, because she gives. I thought the, I thought the bag of yes, ice was yeah, a murder what are, instrument. Well, no. What are you carrying about in this car? Um, what on earth do you need all those things for? A camping cooler, a gas can, <laughs> shovels. <laughs> it's like, yep, murder instruments. Yes. And then the chapter ends with the dentist <laughs> popping up. I think he's in the back of a taxi and he's just like driving by her and he pops in and he says, the day of vengeance is nigh. The regiments of hell are closing in. Yes. He's super drunk. He leans out of the taxi, says this, 
closes the door and drives oh off. God. And that's how the chapter ends. He should have been the main character. Right? I love him so much. <laughs> He is a redeeming factor of this book. Oh my god. Oh, I did forget one tiny thing from chapter 12 was we learn a bit more about Oddball and how he grew up and how his dad oh, basically yeah. turned their home into the Winchester house. Oh, no. <laughs> like ever expanding. Yeah, like ever expanding and like having no. hallways that lead to like nothing. <laughs> oh yeah. He lived underground. <gasps> yeah. So we just get that little backstory about Oddball uh, before we get to chapter 13, where we get to go to Oddball's mushroom ball. <laughs> yeah, where she dresses up as a wolf and then makes Oddball dress up as Red Riding Hood, I think. Excuse yeah. me. This sounds, yeah. this sounds yeah. bad. Um, it actually turns out really well for Oddball, which is shocking and kind of awesome. I don't know. He really uh, embraces it. Yeah, I think he's fine with it. He seems to have a nice time. He he meets an attractive person, so. I had a sense that maybe she was a little bit jealous. Oh, don't you think? I don't know. There were so many times where I was like, are her and Oddball a thing? But I don't know, because then she had her whole thing with the entomologist. And I was like, I don't think she cares about Oddball. I think maybe Oddball cares about her, but I don't think she cares about Oddball. Well, I don't know, because she makes a statement the next morning when she goes over to Oddball's house, where she looks into one of his drawers and, like, everything is perfectly organized. And she states that she wants to be one of Oddball's perfectly placed tools. And I was like, what does this mean? (laughs) Like, does she Mm. like him? So, I don't know. And then, like, when she's making her escape, Oddball's like, I want to marry, I'll marry her when she comes out of prison. What? Right. And I was like, I don't know. I have no clue what that statement is. That's out of nowhere. It really was. I don't know. Again, I do feel like Oddball kind I don't know. I feel like I was getting more vibes from Oddball for her than her for Oddball, but I could have missed them i definitely felt like they had like a relationship as far as like yeah lifelong neighbors but i also felt like she was way older than him so not that yeah. that would bar them from having a relationship but, but i like, don't know if she i just i feel like people kept referring to her as an old lady and she would be like i'm actually the same age as you yeah <laughs> that's true I think yeah. just because she acts curmudgeonly yeah. all the time, it ages her. Yeah, Oddball yeah, has like maybe. a 30-something-year-old son, so... Yeah. Oh my. Well, anyways, the musher ball happens. Back to the ball. <laughs> and she's supposed to drive the president home. Yeah, she promises his wife that she'll get him home safe. The president of what? Of Poland? No, I, I the think the president club. of the mushroom ball. <laughs> the mushroom <Yeah>. king. <laughs> the mushroom king. king. The mushroom king. Also, the president is like mm. her name for this guy. And I think it's just okay. the way that he carries himself. Like yeah. he's always in suits. Like his costume to the mushroom ball was just him wearing a suit. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so, nerd. I'd call him innerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... She's like, yeah, he's pretentious enough to just dress himself up as himself. Mm-hmm. Okay, the president, who is president of nothing. Okay, I got yeah. it now. So, and then she has this interaction with the wife, 
before the wife leaves distraught like so the whole night the president is pretty dismissive of his wife and mm-hmm. the president's super drunk flirting with other women the wife steps outside and Yanina follows her and the wife confesses to Yanina that I think the wife and I, I was kind of confused through the confession but I think the wife thinks that her husband murdered the other hunters. Yes. Because yeah, they were she... all so close. Mm-hmm. And she's like, they were all friends. He's the only thing that connects them all. Connects all so of them. Yeah. He must be the one who's murdered mm-hmm. them all. Yeah. So that's what she thinks. And then Yanina promises to drive the president home. After. She does. She also mentions, though, to the wife that I think my dogs were shot by the hunters. And the wife is like, I don't I don't think that <laughs> she doesn't believe that she believes that her husband could have murdered all of the hunters, <laughs> but she doesn't think that they would have killed dogs, only feral dogs. <laughs> and she's like, define feral. Yeah, actually, no, sorry. I misspoke. It was Yanina who was like, they say they only kill feral oh, dogs. Okay. And she's like, that's nonsense. I'll never believe he shot a dog. Weird. But they probably shot humans. <laughs> <laughs> but my husband definitely murdered these people. He's part of the mafia. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So weird. What if Yanina did take out like a mafia all by herself, like accidentally? Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, she did. Because I don't think it's ever specified. I don't think it's ever specified for sure that they were all part of a mafia. That's just like the hearsay that's going on. But what if she really did take out an entire mafia just for her revenge? I think she did. Well, it's not even confirmed (laughs) really if they are mafia, right? It's just rumors and it's not. It's just gossip on things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was definitely a lot of money exchanging their hands. Yeah. And some fur trade. Mm. I believe they were mafia. Possibly, yeah. She goes back and then Oddball asks her the next day, like, how'd it go? She's like, fine. And then she writes another letter to the police. (laughs) Yep. And then the president is dead. He's dead. What? And guess where he's found? Still at the fire hall where the party happened. So he never made it home. Weird. <laughs> and obvious. But it's those, those bugs, it's the bugs that the ent- entomologist was studying were found everywhere, all over his body. And inside his mouth. Inside. <laughs> yep. So, of course, they arrest Yanina. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They interrogate her and they search her house. And she continues to snitch on the animals. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and say, it's clear you already have the murderers. <laughs> My perfect uh, crime, don't you see? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, uh, God. But yeah, she's caught and everything's starting to come out. Yeah. That... I, I don't know if it's in this chapter, but again, I mean, she feels that they killed her dogs, and that's why she's getting her revenge, and getting her revenge for all of the countless animals that they have poached and hunted, and It's complicated, for sure. But they release her after less than 48 hours in jail, mm-hmm. and then things are good for a long time, it seems like. 
seems like some time elapses for a little bit. Yeah. She hangs out with her friends for a little bit. They have like some potlucks, some picnics. Things are good for a while until a creepy YouTube video surfaces of a hunter getting trampled by a deer, which she watches over and over and over. Okay, so yeah, so she watched the video over and over. So it's St. Hubert's Saint's Day, and he's the patron saint of hunters, which I actually did kind of agree with her on the like confusion with why he was the patron saint of hunters. When he was, so his story is that he was hunting and a deer that he was hunting. Okay, actually, I forget the story. Do you remember it, Hannah? I don't remember the story, but I do remember it was contradictory where he didn't end up like hunting, but then he became the saint of hunters. I honestly, like... That just seems like madness. Pure madness. <laughs> yeah, you should me. be the patron saint of animals, but I guess that's Saint Francis. His art's taken. Hmm. I <laughs> I have no clue. Like, but he should not be the patron saint of hunters. Yeah. Like I totally get her frustration in this one. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, and I totally agree with her. Like, I don't I don't like that the priest is like, yeah, let's get out there and hunt and kill. I don't know. I don't know why that's that wrong with me as well, especially when it is such a contradictory message. I don't know. It does seem weird for him to be giving that whole sermon about it (laughs) on this All Saints Day or or on his saint day. Yeah. But for him to honor the, the hunters that have passed... That's totally reasonable. True. This is that, also yeah. a funeral. Honor all of these poor people who have been murdered. Yeah. Possibly because they were mafia. <laughs> I don't think any of them were actually mafia. Maybe the fox guy, but nobody else. The dentist is yeah. the mafia. The dentist, is, the dentist was yeah. behind it all. He set those guys up. <laughs> he was encouraging her. He knew what she was doing. And he was like, aha. <laughs> This is the way to get my enemies out of the oh way. My God, yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, she goes off on what Father Russell at the ceremony and she yells and yells and yells. <laughs> yep, in front of everyone, in front of the poor children. <gasps> the poor children. <laughs> yep. Who have been preparing for this day because they talked about at her at her job where she teaches them English that they couldn't come to all of the classes because they needed to prepare for this like for this day yeah it's they're putting so on important. like a play or something yeah. yeah no she she yelled and yelled and then then got kicked out I don't know if she got kicked out of the church but she left the she, she was leaving anyway yeah. yeah and then she got fired from her job yeah then she gets fired and then she starts making a mustard soup. Yeah. She's just making mustard soup and waiting for her friends to come over. And so oddball. And we haven't talked about good news, but her friend good news who finds her clothes at the, I don't, was it like a thrift shop? I don't or know. like a what. consignment shop Cons- or something. Yeah. 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 So oddball, good news and dizzy come on over. Yep. And they're all pretty somber. Mm-hmm. And she keeps talking about this being their last meeting. 
And you know something's about to go down. You can hear sirens in the background. And boom, Father Russell and the church are up in flames. They're up in flames. Because wow. Dizzy gets a phone call because he's still working with the police. I, I feel like there was talk of him like not working there anymore but he's still working with them so he gets a call and that's when we find out that Mm -hmm. it's on fire and that father russell is dead and everybody's just like we know it's you yeah the beatles (laughs) gave her away the beatles and her trunk with all of her stuff that's i think that's what got Mm -hmm. one of them suspicious oddball for sure yeah (sighs) yeah and so then they were saying that that's why we came today to make a decision. Uh, we wanted to take you away, said Oddball. To jail? But we didn't think you'd do it again. Did you do it, said Dizzy. And she's like, yes. Yep. So yeah, I, it, it is interesting because they do seem conflicted because at one point one of them says, you've murdered people. Are you conscious of that? Are you aware? I think that might have been Dizzy because he like grabs her and shakes her. <laughs> And Oddball is the one who's like, easy, easy. Easy, that's my future wife. That's my future (laughs) wife. (laughs) This is going to get her to notice me and marry me. Yeah, right. But yeah, I I think that's it for that chapter. Yeah. Then the next chapter is called The Photograph. And I was like, aha. And so I went back to the first chapter because I was like, did they describe the photograph? Because I know they mentioned that she found photographs, but no, they didn't describe what was in. So telling me to pay attention then, like, and then not give me all the details. How dare you? But (laughs) But they they describe her reaction. They do describe her reaction. Mm -hmm. um, And and yeah, if, if I had been paying more attention, if I hadn't confused the young ladies and the little girls, maybe I could have put together the why because I didn't necessarily put together the why until it was told to me. Right. Or until she started mentioning that the hunters killed her, her dogs. But yeah, the photograph we find out that she sees her dogs there dead with all of the other animals that the hunters killed on their hunting or poaching trip day. Yeah. Okay. So, and then From what I remember in the photograph, it's more than just those four guys in that photograph, right? Um, Doesn't she also list, like, the mustachioed guy? I think she might. Oh, she was just getting started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she definitely mentioned the mustachios. Yeah, and some of the mustachios, so that sounds like a bunch of other people. The mafia, that's yeah. the mafia. The mustachios are the ones who are actually in the mafia. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, everybody else is just associates of them. I figured it out. Mm. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so we just get the whole, like, this is how I did it. This is where I did it. My weapon was a bag of ice that I kept in a cooler in my car. <laughs> yeah. And the, like, hoof prints was literally, like, the one trotter that she took and she just like stamped in the snow like a billion times like can you imagine she only took one trotter let me plant this evidence for something no one will believe well and the snow had melted by the time the police got there so dizzy is the only one who saw the footprints or the hoof prints Mm -hmm. so great job i don't know i don't know if it was worth it in the end (laughs) but yeah then we get to the next day and all of her friends 
are gone. Dizzy's off. Like, he had left to go to the police the day before. So now it's, like, the next morning. And he leaves, like, a clue to her, right? He leaves... Oh, yeah. Some, like, some of Blake's letters on her doormat. And she's like, what is he trying to tell me? (laughs) And he leaves a blade of grass as a bookmark in the book. And Mm -hmm. when she opens it, he just writes in, like, a cryptic passage, basically, like, you need to run, is Mm -hmm. basically what it says. So she gathers two bags of things and she hides in the boiler room until the officers do a sweep of the house and can't find her. And then she makes a run for it on foot to the border of the Czech Republic. She mm-hmm. And she makes it to the nearest border town and hides in a bookshop. Yeah, and then she meets up with the entomologist again and now she lives with what? With him at his research station. <laughs> Happily ever after. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Before we close out this episode, we've each come up with a couple recommendations. <laughs> Hannah, you wrote it, so it's Hannah, true. Hannah, <laughs> do you have any recommendations? Oh my gosh. Christina just I... said you did. <laughs> she said I did. I racked my brain, and at first I was like, maybe I can do a really loose, because usually my recommendations are just, like, loose connections. I was like, I could do a really loose connection with, like, a character-driven, not-so-much-plot story, and then I just gave up. I truly, I cannot think of anything that you could either read to either supplement this book or instead of this book. I truly could not come up with a recommendation so i apologize i have failed i just could not figure it out for this one. Oh my god <laughs> i don't usually read books like this <laughs> <laughs> emma how about you oh i always do she's reliable <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this book was terrible. But anyway, my recommendation is We Have Always Lived in the Castle Ooh. by Shirley Jackson. Because oh. Han- Hannah mentioned, does evil always need to be punished? Here's a book that explores that, kind of. Spoilers, evil might not be punished in this book. And it's a book where the first person narrator isn't necessarily likable, but the story that they're telling is interesting and they commit terrible crimes. Probably even worse than this person, but it's a way better book. I've definitely had that recommended to me. I've definitely read the description for that a couple times and tried to decide if it was something that I could handle or sure, not. It's like 100 pages. Okay. And 100 years old. What? I don't know. It's, it's pretty old. Like it's not 100 years old. It's pretty old <laughs> is what I'm getting at. And things that are old aren't as scary. Don't listen to Christina. She's saying it's from like the 1800s, which it's not. (laughs) I'm just trying to get Hannah to read it. Christina, do you have any recommendations? Um, My only recommendations are going to be all the William Blake poetry poems that you've never read. That I've never read that I think that you guys should read, that I will be reading after. 
the quotations and the epigraphs in the text from this novel are going to be from Proverbs of Hell, Auguries of Innocence, and The Mental Traveler by William Blake. I recommend those. You want some Blake to close us out? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. All right, this is the one I have marked. I I do not think it was mentioned in the book because I think the poems I have are from Songs of Innocence and Experience. But this poem is called The Blossom. Merry, merry sparrow, under leaf so green, a happy blossom sees you swift as arrow, seek you cradle narrow near my bosom. Pretty, pretty robin, under leaf so green, a happy blossom hears you sobbing, sobbing, pretty, pretty robin near my bosom. Love it. Nice. Okay, Hannah, what's coming up next? Coming up next is our end of the year review of non-podcast reads uh, that we really enjoyed throughout 2020. Check out our Instagram at Treat Your Shelf Podcast. We also have a Twitter account at Treat Your Shelf Pod. That's just you are. All our contact information can be found in the show notes. We would love to hear from you about your thoughts on Drive Your Plow Over the Bones of the Dead. Thanks for joining in on our discussion. Until next time, don't forget to treat yourself. <laughs>